like you have to think about this too. Like if you think of conversion ads, everyone's going after the same audience, right? Like if you're in internet marketing, you're targeting Russell Brunson, Amy Porterfield, Frank Kern, like all of those people, right? But think about the way that Facebook optimizes conversions. It's only going to place that ad in front of those people who are likely to convert, right? What do you think happens whenever I target those same audience pockets, but with a video view campaign? I am getting in front of that audience much cheaper. I mean, we're talking pennies on the dollar of what everyone else is paying for conversion ads to get the same pocket of people for a much cheaper cost that I can just retarget into my direct response ads. You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. Hey, what's going on? We're back. Another episode of Inside the Den. And uh, we had Laurel Portier on. Man, that was a just talking about ads and and she really takes a unique approach to ads from what I've always been familiar with on how you're supposed to do it and how you're supposed to market using that type of strategy. So it was so cool just hearing, you know, her story and, and, and how she approaches things. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I found very cool and I kind of mentioned it near the end of the episode is like just uh, hearing all the principles and you know stuff that we've learned over the last year through tga and wolfden and how she's using that kind of inner ad strategy and inner conversation and her messaging and yeah it uh it's very cool that was a that was a great conversation it's got me excited about um internet marketing and running ads again actually <laughs> yeah i know right it definitely well it's a whole different perspective i yeah. mean like my belief refreshing. is it, it, yeah and it's a refreshing perspective and I can tell you right now, after this conversation, like the way I think about marketing and advertising online has completely shifted in terms of beliefs, like hearing from Laurel and how she kind of her whole philosophy around it and how she approaches it. So um, I think anybody that is has a business and you're you're marketing your business and you, you're bringing or in not online, marketing your business or not right, marketing exactly, your which business. Is, <laughs> which is most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll 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 hear why that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is uh this is a good one for you, especially. So um all right, well let's go ahead, dive in and let's do it. Hey, what's up everybody? We're back for another episode here on Inside the Den. And today we have Laurel Portier with us. And Laurel is uh, a Facebook ads and well just digital ad specialist. She's been doing it for for some time. She has a, a membership and does a lot of amazing things in business has been very active in the Wolfden community and guardian Academy. And, um, just somebody we had to get on the show. I personally had the, uh, honor of, of hanging out with Laurel at the Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff Spencer champions huddle last month as well, just to get to know Laurel and, and, um, and Christina as well. And, and what y'all do, what you're doing and just the amazing thing. So it's exciting to have you here on the podcast with us and talk about ads and marketing business and, all the sorts that come with uh, with that in life. So Laurel, with that said, thank you and welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I think we're going to have a, a really awesome conversation. Yeah. Where do we, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with a little bit of backstory? Because like the way you like transitioned into what you're doing now is kind of got my interest a little peak because it, it's a good story. So maybe we, we should dive in there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm about to age myself 
<laughs> so uh, back in uh, 2002, long before Facebook was uh, was around, um, I started working in television and um, my very first job was the hardest thing to do was getting people to watch the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> like the 11 p.m. news, not the 11 a.m. news, like the 11 yeah. p.m. news, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's a very hard transition because people are watching their favorite, you know, show and they're and they're already fighting sleep just to watch their favorite show. Right. Like at the time, like whenever I started, it was those crime shows like Cold Case and, and CSI that was the leading the lead into the 11 o'clock news. And it was my job that as soon as those credits rolled. Right. I had to do two things. One, I had to grab people's attention before they grabbed that remote to turn off the TV. And then I had to keep it oh, through a three minute commercial break. Right. And so, <laughs> I mean, they're fighting sleep. Their hubby or their wife is like, come on, honey, let's, you know, do it, you know. And, and so they're fighting all kinds of temptations. And so I had to learn how to keep people's attention and take them through the commercial break, make something as as boring as a water main break relevant to everyone in the viewing area right what are main breaks you you know but it's like how can you make that relevant and so that was just two that was 2002 i left television in 2018 whenever my business and we'll talk a little bit about like how i made that transition my business started making three four times the amount of money that i was making going in eight hours at the tv station and i was only working like two or three hours a day on my business and so that was kind of the aha moment where it's like okay like yeah. I'm not one of those people that hated my jobs. I loved my job. You know, I, you know, was, was really working my way up. I was doing really awesome in television. And it was just one of those decisions where it's like, I'm tired of not being home for holidays. I'm tired of not being, you know, a present with my, with my family. And so I made the decision to, you know, to actually leave, but it's super important to know that it wasn't just something that I was like, I'm going to leave this place. Like I made sure that I was making three to four times the amount of you know money in my business before you know walking into this business that you know i built literally using facebook live honestly like mm -hmm. you know back in uh it was 2016 um me and my wife met and um that that later that year um i want to say it was like the fall we were sitting down and she i was like what do you want to do like we were just kind of talking about what do you want to do and she's like one day i want to have like a t-shirt shop and i'm like really? That's interesting. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, I just started, you know, doing my going on my laptop and just looking up t-shirt printing companies. And I came across a uh, Teespring, which is one of the dropship companies. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, this thing, like you could actually like do this right now. Like we could just do some designs and both her and I love to uh, bicycle. And we started talking and I was like, you know what? It's su it super sucks that when you go on Amazon and you go on all of these sites, there's no t-shirts that are funny for women bicyclists. They're all unisex. And so they don't have any cute like little tank tops and 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 women cut t-shirts. And I was like, let's do that. And so She Bikes Apparel was born and I saw an ad for a Damon John workshop and we love Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if we're going to do something, let's do it right. And And everyone in internet marketing knows what that thing is, right? It's a lead magnet. They get you to the event and they upsell you into, you know, a higher ticketed thing. Um, for two people who have full-time jobs, um, people think you make a lot of money in television. You really don't. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot less glamorous than what people think, but, um, you know, we ponied up, bought the upsell, um, at the event. And, you know, back in the day, $2,000 for her and I was a huge investment. Like when you're working a full-time job, $2,000 is a huge investment. And we got there 
I knew more about Facebook ads than the Facebook expert that was there. And so they were like, where, where are you getting all these skills from? And I was like, oh, well, um, I work for uh, this TV show and I pretty much run ads to launch new shows and new news programs and stuff like that. And they were like, why are we talking about like t-shirts? Like, why aren't we talking about yeah. you having your own like agency? And I was like, I don't know the first thing about that. They were like, literally, this is how you build it. And so I went home and I thought about it for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to test the waters. And I went live. Uh, best way to do it, in my opinion, was like, go with what you know, right? Television has been my life. I'm going to go, I've been behind the camera for almost two decades. Let's see what it what it's like in front of the camera and just had like a little, a little whiteboard um, and just started teaching Facebook ads. And I went live every single day um, for like a hundred something days, just stay consistent. I had, my wife had to be at work at 5.00 AM and I didn't have anything to do between the time that she left for work and to go in. And so every day, and it's funny, if you watch my, my earlier videos, uh, the sun is coming up in the background because we lived in like a <laughs> Phoenix and yeah. it was one of those floor to ground windows. And you literally see the sun coming up on most of my like older videos. Like um, we just had our five year anniversary for business. Mm. Uh, we started our business on April 18th of 2018. So, um, but within that first nine months from April 18th to Thanksgiving um, was whenever I launched my Black Friday offer, which was the $7 program. Um, I had booked out my agency, booked out my high ticket program and sold over 400 seats into my $7 program just by going live every day and treating every person in messenger. Like they had just paid me $500 to, to solve a problem in the next 10 minutes. That was the mind frame. I was like, if I can just talk to people, see what they see, what they need help with. I was, just, I just stayed consistent. Even when no one was watching, I just kept going. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important for people to know is like. I didn't just go and dip my feet. And after a month of going live straight, no one's <laughs> doing anything. I didn't just, you know, I was like, well, I didn't have anything to lose though. Right. I was still working full time. So if it didn't work out, who cares? You know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think people, and I've, I've been, I've certainly been in this place before when it comes to when you're starting a business, it's like, <clears throat> it almost seems like you focus on the wrong things. It's like, I got to market and market and i've got a you know you chase form you chase tools and it's like just show up and serve people like you don't you don't have to overcomplicate this process you literally pick up your phone you hit go live and then you talk about something be useful to people and then when people have questions you answer them <laughs> that's literally, basically really first, what it was my first sales funnel didn't cost me anything my and it made me my first and second six figures it got me all the way to 200,000 this facebook live google doc zoom PayPal link, no tools involved, like nothing that I ever had to pay for. Right. And so, yeah. so many people, like I, I didn't even run ads the first time, but now like knowing what I know now, if I would have just ran the $5 ad strategy that I'd been teaching for five, almost five years now, right. Mm -hmm. I would have gotten to where I was a lot faster. And a lot mm -hmm. of people, they don't, they don't look at, at Facebook ads as like, I'm going to get my content in front of people. They're like, how, how much do I have to spend to, to sell someone on something? And having mm. that mindset is going to really drain your bank account. Like in, instead of like looking at it as I'm going to, I'm going to go live and then I'm going to put $5 on this live video to get it in front of more people so that I know that I'm going to build an audience that's going to eventually buy. But most people mm. just like put $5 in and expect $10 out. 
Yeah. That's that linear thinking, right? It's like, I've got to be able to immediately draw a return off of, you know, I put in $5, got to get $10 out, but the non-linear is, well, no, I'm building an audience that I continue to serve. And then later, you know, cause you never know where like those sales could come from. They could be opting into your agency. They could be coming into your membership. You know, they kind of choose at that point, the journey that they want to take with you, but you've been there along the whole ride to, to serve them. Oh, 100%. Like if you look at my ads manager right now, two things to take note of. Okay. So we just crossed over. We're a little over $2 million business now. Right. Wow. I still awesome. have not spent a hundred thousand dollars in ads. <laughs> but here's the, here's the, here's the funny thing. If you go into the little column that says return on ad spend, it will say 0.52. So Facebook tells a completely different story than, Oh, Laurel put in, you know, a almost a hundred thousand dollars in ad spend and got $2 million out. Everyone would take that deal. Right. Everyone listening is probably like, hell yeah. Where do I put the hundred thousand dollars in to get the 2 million out? Right. Yeah. But what's important for people to understand is that the conversions, most of the conversions did not happen on Facebook. They happened mm -hmm. somewhere else because of the Facebook ads, right? Like, I don't yeah. know how many times I've gotten invited on podcasts because people see my ads everywhere. And then the people who are listening to that podcast are like, holy crap, I'm going to go check out this girl's, you know, $7 ads membership because she just blew me away with so much value on this podcast. But people don't think about that. They just, they want to like, look at the freaking, like yesterday, everyone was freaking out because Facebook ad spend did something. I don't even know. I, I didn't see any, any difference in my ads. I don't even look at my ads manager once, maybe every two weeks because of, and I think, you know, Nick and Dan always talk about this, the frequency of exposure. The yeah. more I look at my ads manager, the freaking worse my ads do, because I want to go and I want to, what that a lot of it. I'll optimize like yeah. if most people would just set it their ad strategy and forget it which is what i teach my students to do they would like it's kind of like you know the best investor is the investor that's dead and the the, the one who forgot they invested mm -hmm. i pretend that i forgot that i have ads running mm -hmm. man you mentioned nick and dan and and the principles that they teach like in your story there i'm I can see the barbell perfectly. Like you just had your reliable on one side, just rolling. And then you were just like investing in the upside of your new business. And then when it did hit your upside, then you just moved it over to reliable and that one got booted out and away we go next. Like, um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, can we touch on when you met Nick and Dan and how that all played into, because I see it in like a lot of the stuff you do, like the, the things that they teach and the operating system and the mindset and, and like, and you're referenced a lot inside the Wolf Den on, on how that all came to be because um, yeah. So let's touch on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So I have been with Nick and Dan since 2019, right? So I started my business in 2018, April, launched my $7 program in November of 2018 2019 from January up until the time that I met Nick was a roller coaster. <laughs> like I, like I said, remember I, I told you guys like I booked out my agency, right? And then I had that high ticket program and then I had my $7 program, right? And the income was like this, right? Because you're on a constant roller coaster when you have a high ticket offer. It's like, okay, I've sold this many people. What's like every single month it was like starting over. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like, and, and I had like 18 agency clients, like it was, I was like, I was, I was making good money, but 
it was a roller coaster because I wasn't working with people who were very um, prompt at paying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was, I was fearful of like losing clients and stuff. And, you know, we were, you know, we were, we were making really good money, but I was just on a, I was working, oh my God, like 12, 13 hour days. I was tied to an ads manager and I, uh, I, I was smart enough to figure out I needed help. Um, one of my agency clients actually, um, was like, you need to talk to this guy, Nick. I just joined his, his mastermind called the network. I, I looked him up and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard of him. Um, but I also that Friday, so this was Monday, the, that Friday I had a call with someone we all know, not necessarily love, um, and I was going to go into his mastermind and, um, Brandon was like, no, you really, really need to talk to Nick. And I had a call with Nick on Tuesday and I got off the phone and my wife's like, you're canceling your interview on Friday, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, because like Nick <laughs> was like, it was different because yeah. Nick doesn't necessarily work with quote, the internet marketing space but he saw a different vision for me and you know a lot of people in the internet marketing space as a matter of fact i got made fun of like with my seven dollar offer like i was the butt of so many people's jokes in the high ticket coaching world because they were like god this girl is so stupid like she's she's she she has a high ticket program she's selling for seven dollars a month like there's no way she's going to get high you know any one of quality to ever you know work with her or whatever where nick saw a different vision of that he saw he was like this is a person who's offering a high ticket coaching program for seven dollars a month how freaking genius is that and Mm -hmm. like and as a matter of fact he actually um helped me turn my high ticket program into a monthly recurring lower ticketed membership too um so instead of people um paying me two thousand dollars um he was like well if you go to a 197 a month He's like, you'll actually get more peop- more money because it, instead of 2000 for the year, it's 2400 for the year. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Mm. And I immediately, like I said, that was the first change. Like, you know, we always talk about micro steps, right? Yeah. Like with, with, in the Wolf Den and, you know, Garden Academy. And that was the first micro step he had me take. He's like, you know, like your, your business is doing this. He's like, you know, the first micro step we're going to take because we want to be able to replace the agency income. I did not like that. I was tied to an ads manager. He's like, but we can't take something away without replacing it with something. And he's like, you've been running ads, you know, for, you know, a while and you have a huge audience. He's like, try this. And I announced that I was shifting my $2,000 program into a 197 a month program. And I was only taking a hundred people in that. Boom. Like, agency income replaced and he's like now you could go and fire all of your agency clients who are not paying you what you're worth um which was almost all of them um and then i picked up a couple of more agency clients who were who were wanting to do more of kind of like a performance base mm-hmm. and i only had to to keep three um <laughs> and, and so like and and the premium program which was the 197 a month is now a thousand dollars a month three years later because like the waiting list just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then we raised the price to 297 a month we still had 100 people in the program and like 30 40 people and what was happening was a lot of people who were the highest quality people did not want to be on a waiting list mm-hmm. and it's like you got to pull the trigger dude like you got to do something and so um now it's a thousand a month 
and we still have a way, we still have a waiting list, but now I don't have to work with a hundred people. Um, I have 50 people and we went from 14 calls a month to only six and no one cared. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the way that like Nick works with me is like micro stepping and having that solvable problem. Like that is huge. Like having a solvable yeah. problem. It's like, what are you trying to get? Cool. The solvable problem is we need X amount of people in this to be able to eliminate this. Right. And we already knew what my solvable problem was because what happens when you when you go live every day for a hundred you know a hundred days and you have X amount of conversation. So I already had all the numbers. I just never looked at it that way. And Nick, that was the first iteration of the solvable problem. I it just wasn't called that at the time. But Nick was like, okay, cool. You know, if you talk to X amount of people, X amount of people will get on the phone and X amount of people will buy this, right? And so literally, we had the solvable problem in my hands. Um, to where like, it's like, okay, cool. Now let's go ahead and start running ads. Like, cause you don't want to, you don't want to talk to 300 people to sell 300 seats in a $7 program. Right. Cause I had my 197 and my $7, my $7 was ascending people to naturally to the premium program. So I didn't have to worry about running ads to, you know, the premium program. And he was like, okay, cool. Now let's with less effort, how can we achieve the same results? Well, I know if someone invites me into their Facebook group to do a training, I can close 30% of the room. If I just get 10 people to invite me to their their Facebook group, I can close 10%. All I have to do is, I mean, I can close 30%, 10 times 30, 300 members. So that was less effort, right? Yeah. Now, more optionality, right? So, but we don't stop doing this. And then, okay, cool. Let's see how much we can pay Facebook to acquire a $7 member. Cool. 11, 12 bucks. Now, I don't like least least amount of effort is now what I'm doing now. And I have been doing it for three years ever since that solvable problem is I just pay Facebook $11, $12 to acquire a $7 member. My $7 program ascends people to lean on Laurel. And now I work three days a week, four hours a day. Thanks to Nick. But they would, but that's important to know, right? This is April 24th that we're, that we're, you know, shooting 2023. I started working with Nick in 2019. So this has been a four, oh, three and a half year progression. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really, <clears throat> you know, what's really interesting about this story beyond the results is when you first started talking about this, you were talking about how all like kind of the internet marketing space was like, this is never going to work. You got to go high ticket. And, and cause I've been, I've been there before I've been, you know, very, you know, exposed and interfaced with that space. And, and there's this tendency when you work with people to kind of sometimes not really think about the individual situation. And that's something that's really special about Nick. I think specifically is he's like, well, what do you have really going on? We're not going to like, we're really going to look at your situation. And he found a, he helped you discover a, a solution for what you were trying to solve. That's based specifically on what you were doing. And it ended up becoming wildly successful for you. So I just think it's um, you know, sometimes we, we face these problems and we're like, you know, here's this like one direction on how to solve it that I just keep being told this is the only way to do it. And you kind of almost inverted it and went and found a way to approach it that worked for you and and actually gave you a, a probably far greater results than going back and playing somebody else's game. Let's just keep it high ticket and let's do it this way. So I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was really, you know, special and how you got to that conclusion by really playing your game and in inverting the situation so yeah it's, a, and using, it's the a, data, using the data i already had right mm-hmm. yeah it's right. like 
you know, like they always, you know, say it's like, you know, function over form, right? Like yep. most, well, most people do, you know, do things backwards. And it's like, you know, think about this. So many people who sell a high ticket, what, what's the first thing that they launch that ex most experts tell them to launch? A webinar uh, or VSL funnel, right? Right. What is the fastest path to cash? Conversations, right? Yeah. So why, if the fastest path to conversations, why do we put a huge funnel in the mm -hmm. like in in the in between us and having a conversation with people. Well, I don't mm -hmm. want to talk to people. Nobody wants to talk to, to buy the, I just want them to buy my cars. <laughs> yeah. That, but that's but that's the, that's the mentality that so many yeah. people have where now people are going back like the whole automation thing. Like, I mean, I, I hate to say this, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work unless you're spending a whole bunch of money, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, even even some of the big players now. What are they adding into the funnel? We see them all the time. We will in we will insert call setters into your business or you don't pay, right? Big why are they doing that? Because automation doesn't work as well as it did. Mm -hmm. No, but no one everyone's afraid to talk about that. But yeah, people are going back old school. Like they want to talk to a person before because they've been bamboozled one too many times. You uh, mentioned before we jumped on this call about like how things are working right now. Maybe this is a good little transition into like what's working right now, Laurel, because you said if people are scared, they really shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, no, no one should be. No one should be afraid of doing ads right now. Like most people look at Facebook advertising as a different advertising vehicle. And I'm not and I'm not sure why that is well i i kind of know internet marketers ruin everything right <laughs> yeah. but you have to think like i have a television background right mm -hmm. what do you think would happen if all of those spots that i did for you know car dealerships and and clothing brands and all of this stuff what do you think if they would have just ran one month of tv commercials do you think that they would have gotten where they are today mm -hmm. yeah no it yeah. takes like like yeah. Off, like offline businesses understand how advertising works. Why is it that digital businesses just don't like they they're, they're like, no, don't run. You know, everyone kept saying, you know, poo pooing my ad strategy, my $5 a day, um, which is just video ads. I took what I do best, right? Like I've been making commercials for years. I've got all of my television equipment back there in that corner. Guess what? Videos like this zoom videos work better than my fancy stuff. You know, I've got all of these awards for doing for doing things and people just find every excuse as to why they shouldn't do video ads or whatever but you have to think like right now is the cheapest advert facebook advertising youtube advertising has ever been because like so many people are so scared right now because cpms have 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 gone up but right now they're the lowest they've ever been because a lot of people are just kind of backing away from advertising which is cool mm. with me because it just makes my my ads cheaper but think about this, like if you have any type of business, doesn't matter, e-commerce store, like tell me how running a $5 a day video ad isn't going to work over time. Mm -hmm. unless, your program, yeah. unless your program or service or product is shit, how will it <laughs> yeah. have like poke holes in that? <laughs> yeah, at least you'll yeah. find the data do by doing that. I was yeah. going to say that, at least you're accumulating yeah. data. I mean, and getting feedback and having a feedback loop to review and, and figure out like where the where you need to improve. Yeah, you're gonna get better yeah. over time. Like the, yeah. the the worst person even on video. Like I wasn't good on video. Like if you go back like five, you know, five years ago, I was you know kind of you know not doing some of the right things and everything. But I figure I figured it out over time. Like what works, and you know that's what I that's what I always tell my students. I can shortcut it because I've done it all. 
Like, you know, that's why that's why all my students are with me is because they want to see like, okay, what did you learn in your four and a half year journey of, you know, going live or whatever? And it's like, this is how this is how you you shortcut it. Like instead of doing organic, throw a five dollar ad on it, you'll get the the data, the views, the you know, you'll see the hook rate. Like, do people like this type of video much faster than organic? You know, so many so many coaches boast, they puff their chest out, right? I don't do ads. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot if you don't do that. Like if you're like if you're at a certain point, like who would not want least least amount of effort if something yeah. works, right? Like yeah. I don't know why that's such a badge of honor. Like that people are like, well, I did all of this organically. Well, cool. I'll I'll spend time with my wife going to do fun stuff and you can sit there on on social media all day. Yeah. What's the what about what what do you say to the person who um who's like afraid of doing videos or afraid of getting on a camera and and speaking? Is there is there any kind of ways that people like that can kind of navigate that fear that gets in the way of them putting the content out? 100% do exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. Just have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Just have a, con get someone that, you know, hand them a couple of questions that are going to show off your expertise and just be yourself. And mm. like, that's the best, that's the fastest way to warm up. Like I am much better. Like I, I spoke at uh, the CCA summit this, you know, past weekend, um, and I did kind of like off the cuff cause it was, a ch it's a challenge for me to do things off the cuff because I am so, let's say I like, if you just asked me to present on the, on, on this podcast, instead of like interviewing me, I would do much worse than I am right now because this feels so comfortable to me is like, just like, cool. They're asking me questions. I'm going to answer them yep. and I'm going to give, give my expertise. And so, um, I think a lot of people just overthink how they can put out relevant content. Like one of the best ways is we talk about authority loops, right? Mm -hmm. Like grab a couple of people who can help give you authority, have them interview you or just talk about, like if you have a client success story, hop on Zoom and just have a conversation where your client can actually, you guys can jam on what you did to get there. That is gonna be way more effective than just getting on, on, on a Facebook Live and just teaching. Like yeah. evidence-based content is like so much better. Because everyone's copying. Mm -hmm. I, I did a Facebook post the other day talking about the journey that I just talked about, like my five-year journey. Someone freaking swiped it. And then <laughs> nice. another person swiped it. And then another person swiped it. I'm like, all of these people are stealing my content and putting it as their own. That is proof that like everyone yeah, can copy anything that they want, but they cannot copy what you guys and me are doing right now. Yeah. Take that as a compliment. When people are stealing your stuff, it's like <laughs> it's so good that people, you know, are, are trying to, you know, to take it for their own purposes or own gains. But but they're not gonna. It, it's not gonna go anywhere though. Like if you're trying, if that's your, if that's your strategy, is to steal other people's work and and claim it as your own. I mean, eventually the, eventually the 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 the, the sheep's clothing or whatever you want to call it is going to expose the the situation there. And so. um yeah. yeah I, plus, I saw, everyone knows me. I stalk the shit out of everybody with Facebook <laughs> ads, right? Like, no, like if anyone tries to copy me, like everyone's gonna be like, "That's Laurel's post," because I boost everything that I do. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, "Don't touch the boost button." I use it for retargeting, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like it, it, it's like my um, my weekly refresh of content. I boost it to the people who've been watching my content or visiting my sales page. So, like, and people are like, "Well." why are you running ads to this post? It's, it doesn't have a CTA. No, but it's building my credibility and my authority right now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so like, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like people like overthink the way that they should be using advertising, right? There's brand awareness 
And then there's direct response. Most people want to go into that direct response, which is cool. It works, right? I run direct response ads to my $7 program, but 75% of my ad strategy is awareness yeah. and nurture. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's it's cool to see a, a different way of um of approaching Facebook ads because that, that is the common belief is it has to be conversion based ads where you know it clicks it converts to or it takes you to the sales page and it's got to make money and you know when when you're actually building awareness people will continue to follow you and I think a lot of just building trust with people you said it earlier it's like people just don't trust people as much as they used to that's why you got to have more conversations now. So you have to really rethink your marketing these days. It's just not, we're not swimming in the same pond. I think we were a couple of years ago. Have oh, you- no. And like, even, and even so like, sorry, I didn't uh, mean to, right. to over talk. One more, one more point. Um, like you have to think about this too. Like if you think of conversion ads, everyone's going after the same audience, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. in internet marketing, you're targeting Russell Brunson, Amy Porterfield, Frank Kern, like all of those people, right? But think about the way that Facebook optimizes conversions. It's only going to place that ad in front of those people who are likely to convert, right? What do you think happens whenever I target those same audience pockets, but with a video view campaign? <laughs> I am getting in front of that audience much cheaper. I mean, we're talking pennies on the dollar of what everyone else is paying for conversion ads to get the same pocket of people for a much cheaper cost that I can just retarget into my direct response ads. Mm-hmm. I think about that. Like it, like so many people just don't understand that there's like, there's a much larger strategy that everyone could be playing a bigger game if they just stopped thinking so like, um, like immediate dopamine hits, right? We talk mm-hmm. about dopamine hits all the time. And, you know, Alex Hormozzi said this the other day and it was, it was completely true. He's like, I can, I can tell how successful someone is by the time frame that they give themselves to do something. <laughs> like think about that, right? Like, and we talk about this all the time. It's like, you know, Nick's always like, don't like if you're expecting this like return tomorrow, get rid like, don't do it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's long, we're talking longer time frames. Yeah. I thought that that was that That's was really good. Really interesting. Go ahead, Dwayne. You had something you were going to share. I got another comment by the way on the video view ads, but I want Dwayne to go ahead. Oh, I was, yeah. Yeah. And this might not be a good time to talk about it, but have you ever had a podcast, um, during your agency, like a podcast client for your agency? Oh yeah. Like most of my agency clients have a podcast because that's like one of the best ways to nurture. And so we use the podcast episodes as, as a nurture retargeting sequence at a dollar a day. And Mm -hmm. all of her podcast episodes have like that strong call to action. Like she has a webinar funnel, right? And so everyone who is either watching her top of funnel um, videos or have registered for a webinar, get retargeted with her podcast episodes that have the same call to action because all she wants to do is get people on a phone call, right? Book appointments. And we can directly correlate the podcast episodes that we're running ads to are the ones because we, we track everything that are getting the most amount of phone calls and the highest quality people. Nice. So that was the thing that I was going to bring up very similar um, when you were explaining this about like you got people out there running a bunch of conversion ads and you're running the video view ads and you're getting so much more exposure because they're, they're far less expensive. And the thing that really hits me with this is, well, the video view ads is going to filter down 
the people who actually care or who are, who are actually interested in you, who relate to you and your message and what you're all about. Because if, if not, then the conversion ads, you're just, you're, you're trying to figure that out and trying to convert at the same time. Is my, am I understanding this right? It's like the video view ads is there to kind of, not only it gets you more brand awareness, but you're also able to filter down the retarget and then you retarget the conversion ad to the people you filter down to who are actually paying attention. 100%. So my, I call it my power content strategy. I do three videos, three to five minutes long. Super important. Okay. Because what constitute a lead for me personally, it's called, you know, I think Frank Kern's the one that, that first uh, coined the term invisible list. Mm -hmm. Um, they have to watch 25% of a three to five minute video. That's highly engaged. I'm not just mm. targeting people who are just watching videos, right? And so the, the the way that I teach my students how to do those is exactly what we talked about a while ago. It's the same formula I used to get people to watch the 11 p.m. news, right? It's like how <laughs> yeah. to grab their attention and then tell them in the next three minutes you're gonna you're gonna find out, you know, like what is the, what is the thing that they want to do and being super polarizing in that, right? Like for me. It's like, if I'm trying to get people into, I'll just use my Lean on Laurel program, right? Like where in Lean on Laurel, we just talk about application funnels. I don't want to get built, you know? And so like, if I'm building an invisible list to get people in that, I'm not going to talk about just a $5 ad strategy. I'm going to talk about, you know, are you running an application funnel and don't have a large budget and want more calls this month? Give me the next three minutes. And I'm going to show you a $5 ad strategy that is going to book more appointments this week. What am I doing? I'm being very polarizing to everyone else who's not running that type of funnel. That's super important because we always want to protect our ecosystem. I call it an ecosystem, my retargeting, because I don't want to spend money on people who are not qualified to to work with me. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And so that's super that's super, that's a super important point, right? You're because your 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 direct response ads, those need to be polarizing too, right? You don't want just anyone clicking on your ad, even though a lot of people try to do clickbait type things. You want to avoid that because who wants to pay for people who are never going to, to right. buy, you know? Yep. And so that's why I protect my ecosystem. I make sure that my offer is super polarizing and that my content top of funnel is super polarizing so that I can protect my retargeting ecosystem. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Zagging while everybody else is zigging, you know, keeping it, you know, it's that going against the grain of, of, uh, what's, what's common belief out there. People are mm -hmm. like, wait a second. That's not how, that's not how it's supposed to be done. I'm going to listen <laughs> and watch this and see what she's got up her sleeve. Um, yeah, Everyone wants their videos to go viral. I do not want my videos to go viral. That is like the worst thing that could ever happen to me is a, a video of mine going viral because it, it would just throw your, all your stats. My retargeting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, this, this is so interesting because like uh, me and Jake played in the internet marketing space quite a bit. And over the last year and a half, we kind of just walked away from it almost completely. So it's, it's good to, it's good to come back and hear your perspective because um, I'll be honest, like two years ago, I didn't really even know who you were. So I wasn't following your content, but it's so refreshing to have this conversation now with the, with the operating system and the, and the stuff that we've learned over the last year and a half. It's just, Oh man, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah, and, and I cried. It's totally because like, I mean, just think of like, you know, my, my television background, like if we talked to advertisers, the way that like internet marketers talk to their clients, like <laughs> they would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Right? Like yeah. they've been running, you know, like think about this. Right. And I always like real estate agents always have like the, the weirdest like conversations 
because they don't look at Facebook ads as the same way that they look at billboards and TV commercials. I'm like, dude, like Facebook ads literally level the playing field that, you know, that realtor that always buys up all of those bus stop signs, all of the billboards in town, you could literally, they're paying tens of thousands of dollars a month for that advertising. You could literally reach more targeted people for $5 a day. But most people <laughs> don't think about that stuff, right? Yeah. They just think like that direct response type, like, well, if I put $5 in, I'm going to get every, everyone that's listening right now needs to stop with that mentality because it's actually, it, it's wrecking your, your success, honestly. Yeah. Like if everyone just like ran ads as if they were TV commercials and just with the understanding that this is going to compound over time, it's, it's not going to fail unless, mm -hmm. unless you have, like I said, a shitty offer product or service. Slower than you want, but faster than ever anyone expects. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I can spend all of the, the, the money on ads to get someone into a restaurant, but if the food sucks, that's not advertising's fault. You know, I had a, yeah. I had a student who, who um, has a chiropractor as an agency client and he came to me and he's like, Laurel, he's like the chiropractor's complaining that all of these leads that are walking to his office are not good leads. And I said, do mm -hmm. me a favor. I said, um, book an appointment and just go through the process that your leads are going through. Right. And when he got there, he was like, Oh my God, the front desk lady is a complete bitch. And I was like, that's the chiropractor's problem. It's not your ads. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That experience, it's the connection you have with people. If it's, if it falls short somewhere and, and, and people sometimes don't miss, will miss that, especially when it comes to a, a staff member and how they're co communicating with, with leads and whatnot. Um, this is really cool. I, I, I enjoy this conversation. And like Dwayne said, it, it, it is a breath of fresh air to see, you know, the internet marketing, you know, marketing on the internet done in a way where it, it it's, it's more about building awareness and, and building brand and, and, you know, thinking back to the beginning with your story, when, when you would go live every day and one of the comments you made was like, well, I could have made things a lot easier on myself. Had I just been running up a five, my $5 a day ad strategy, because you had already been creating the content. You could have just amplified it to more, to more of an audience. And it would have shortcut for you. Um, I think that's a really important message too, for people to understand that this can be a tool that can really help you and um and shortcutting and you know now's the time to start if you if you have product or service i mean do you think that somebody obviously you need to have something to sell you know but do you think there needs to be any optimization on that side first before people get started i'm just kind of thinking out loud here like if there's anything that should be a prerequisite before they actually hit the big red button for the ads to go live yeah you know i don't think i think just you're going to get better with time and mm -hmm. you have to understand you're, it's going to take a while. It's not going to be like, I mean, some people have instant success. Like, you know, a lot of students in my program within two days of turning on their, their ads, they already, you know, have booked six, you know, calls and it's, it's faster for some people, you know, than it is, than it is for others. You just have to, you just kind of have to start. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you just have to have to start doing it. And, and it, this is something that we do on, you know, on both YouTube and Facebook, you know, those like YouTube do the same thing. Every time I go live, you know, I, I, I download my video from Facebook and I upload it to YouTube and I throw $5 on it. 
mm-hmm. and I and I target and then I retarget people every time I have a new YouTube video that I feel is worth more people seeing. I retarget the people who watched, you know, my my other YouTube videos. And my YouTube channel has grown tremendously, like just in the last year. And we've been able to get monetized. And now YouTube pays us to get content. I mean, the the amount of money that Facebook that YouTube pays me. I just turn around and and put it back into ads and our business is growing. Like a lot of my higher ticketed, like my lean on Laurel students that are paying a thousand dollars a month. Most of them come from, you know, my YouTube, they come through my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a Facebook, like people like this works. Like I have, I have an agency client where we run top of funnel on LinkedIn. You know, I have Mm -hmm. some clients that are in e-commerce where we run top of funnel on TikTok. It's the same, the same strategy. It's, it's the tactics that change. And most people don't understand that. It's like, yeah, you know, a good, a good tactic will not, will, will not outlast a great strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, when you're, awesome. when you're working with somebody like in your agency, when they get to the top, like, do you ask them the tough questions? Like when you started working with Nick and he started asking you the questions of getting you closer to stuff, like, do you have those conversations with your clients? And if you do, how do, how do they react coming from that environment into like, you know, answering the tough questions. Yeah. So I've had my agency clients for over three and a half years. So um, oh, nice. I haven't necessarily had though, like the conversation with them, but the very first thing that I have, and it doesn't matter whether people come through my $7 program or they come to my lean on Laurel program. If I am having a conversation with them about what, where they want to go, I've, I've literally inserted the solvable problem in both of my programs, because mm. if I don't know, where they want to go i can't help them right like most students are like well how well does a webinar convert i'll be like well what's the question behind the question what what is it that you're trying to accomplish because so many people are trying to get high ticket clients and they're using a low ticket offer i'm like that's the worst way to get high ticket clients is selling a low ticket right like but people people are just all over the place and and honestly that's the biggest thing that i see is that people aren't clear on what they want. I just took that, you know, that wolf den, you know, principle of the solvable problem that we were all doing in crypto. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, right? How do mm-hmm. I, how do I turn this into a problem that like my lean on Laurel program has a one, think about this, a 100% success rate. <laughs> Not many programs can say that. Like I tell every single student who has gone through my solvable problem process that I've created for ads, 100% success rate if they stick, if they do, I always tell them 90 days to data, not 90 days to success. Yeah. Mm. So we have that data. We have, we have all of the, the, um, what is it? The variables yeah. for their solvable problem. If I, if they don't, the, the only people that don't succeed are the ones that are impatient. And I don't count those people because my program, like I'm, and I let people go, like I don't keep them under contract, but I'm like, if, you stick with me for 90 days and we can get the variables to your solvable problem. 100 fucking percent success rate. Yep. That's amazing. 90 well, days, this, 90 yeah. days to compile the data, yeah. <laughs> analyze it. And then away you go. Exactly. Like most, most businesses, right? Like we in, in the wolf den know the case formula, right? Yeah. Like I just do it a little bit different, collect, audit, strategize, execute. Nice. Most ad programs are just, sending people straight to strategy and execution. They're yeah. skipping the most important part about like setting that GPS. Where's this person at right now? Whereas because of the wolf then, because of Nick, because of Dan, 
I have been able to literally redesign my entire ads program to get like skyrocketed success rates. Like, I mean, like I said, lean on Laurel 100%, $7 program is kind of because we have over 2,500 students in there. And so it's hard to like measure everyone, but the people that I do know that are following the process, like we're, I'm seeing results. Like I have never seen just by, just by that one solvable problem. Yeah. That's got to feel good. That's awesome. So yeah. we're, we're, we're getting near the end here, but I do have one more question for you. Cause uh, I'm just trying to think of all the angles here around ads and ways that can really benefit you. Um, let's take the person who, who, who doesn't have an offer who doesn't have anything to sell, but they know they want to get involved maybe in a specific field or they want to serve a specific group. I would imagine that the 90 days to data could be a way of figuring out how, like what to offer these people. Is that something that you come across with people? They, they come in and are like, I don't have a product. I don't have an offer, but I do want to use ads to kind of maybe get some clarity on things. Like, what are your thoughts around that? If you just remember what I told you when I first started, I went live that first day with no offer. Right. Just went live and taught people Facebook ads and saw what happened. Okay. So I missed that part. I thought you had an offer during that of doing the agency. So I, didn't you didn't actually... the hell I, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Oh, I, okay. I was just told that people would pay me for my Facebook ads gotcha. expertise. <laughs> that's, that's even more amazing. It's like, I'm just going to show up and serve what I know and then see where this thing goes. Yeah. What ended up happening was my, I just set out a goal. I'm like, I'm going to go live and I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to see what they want and getting on the phone. Most people, like I wasn't making offers. Like I was just like helping people with their ad setups and everything. And before like they would get off the phone, they would be like, um, how much if you would just do this for me? Yeah. <laughs> right. I just, <clears throat> I, I, I got on the phone just to serve people. Like I was just like, I'm going to talk to a hundred people. Yeah. Over the next hundred days, that's going to be my goal and just kind of see what the marketplace, you know, I, I total transparency. Like, I mean, I, I, I have a, a college degree in marketing, so I understood that principle of like market research and having worked in television. Um, so I didn't just like, you know, make this up. I knew the value of market research. Cause I mean, that's what we did with my spots, right? Yeah. In order to see what spot was going to run, they would show my spot in front of a hundred people who would tear mm -hmm. it apart and be like, Nope, we don't like this about it. We don't like this about it. We don't like this about it. So I don't want people thinking that, Oh, I just, you know, am this brilliant person. I'm not like, <laughs> this was, this is, you know, 20 years of, of, of marketing experience, you know? Um, mm -hmm. uh, but that's literally what I did was I just literally was like, I'm going to do a market research and I'm going to talk to a hundred people in a hundred days. And let's see what happens. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> because you got your beach house. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting here in an office, you know, like, this is like, you know, this is my own office, you know, it's, it, it's on main street. Like this is the main street. Like, I mean, it... <laughs> life is good. So awesome. yeah, life is good. I have a swimming pool, you know, yeah. built outside of the office and it's people come here to chill. Like we built out, like there's a little, suite right there where oh, clients nice. fly in and you know they get to stay on premises and they, they have their own suite to stay at and um yeah i mean it, and it's not like i it's not like i live this multi-million dollar life i but freedom is way more important than yeah. you know people are always like you should do this and you should do that and i'm like dude why would i like i work three freaking days a week four hours a day why would i mess with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. like why like this is why this is why we all do this right yeah. yeah.
because human mindset wants to fill a gap and solve problems or create problems to solve. And, you know, it's the been in that it's like, I can't just not have space in my life to enjoy. It's like, I've got to fill it with stuff. And it's I know like, it's know. like, people just can't understand. They're like, but you could have, you know, ha- you know, a million dollar a year business. I'm like, I got to have a million dollar a year business and I'm freaking yeah. thrilled with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who could say that? Like in TV, like, like what I make now, like I make it in a month what I used to make in a year. Once you, once you start like, like I think, and that's one of the things too, internet marketers, they just love to like really, um, how do you, how do you value things? Like, like most people don't think they're like, Oh, you know, like most of my, my clients, they get, because they're like, well, this person's making, I was like, how much money do you actually need? Once you, Mm -hmm. once you make it to a certain point, once you stop needing money, it'll just come like more comes. Mm-hmm. right like you'll like it you know it's it's so many takeaways today but it's like how much do you oh, actually this has been need? great you know it's like it just to, to more people you know I, I see more people that get to where they want to be and then they go and they upgrade their entire house they buy a new car and then they're they're stuck needing twice as much as what they originally needed yeah yeah that's the whole closer remove the risk more. yeah remove yeah. risk all that stuff like oh, this it's, it's so powerful like um yeah. And there's so many areas like this is this has been cool conversation because we haven't talked to anybody really in the ad space that is using these principles. But you could just in our conversation, just like so many of them came through and it's yeah. And it's applicable across so many other domains like it just works. Yeah, it's funny. though, And, you know, I know we're in it. But if you can see that bo- that blackboard right there, mm-hmm. I had that blackboard in my house when I first started working with Nick and Dan and I know you guys can't read it, but at the top, it says Dan's four lenses. Will it save me time? Is it a forcing function? Will it generate revenue? Will it save me money? And on the right-hand side, you will see all of my solvable problems, my base case solvable problem. Like everything has been on that board for like three and a half years. That's so cool. I like the old school chalkboard look too. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was a bitch moving it in here because it's fast. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that but that board has literally been with me since I started working with Nick, and the yeah. same things have been written on it. Yeah, those four lenses are it really shift things for you, especially the forcing function piece. That, that was like a big one for me. It's like I never thought about. Well, actually, this is forcing me to do something. So there's a there is upside there. You're just you're just not thinking about it. That's so, what I make all of my, that's yeah. how I make all my content. People are like, how do you make so much content? I was like, it literally like the work that I do for my students and my clients, I just turn on my video. It's a forcing function and yeah, I have to create it anyway. So why not shoot a video while I'm doing it and explain to people what I'm doing and then put it on YouTube for content. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Well, Laurel, this has been amazing. Um, really appreciate your time. And, you know, I just want to remind anybody that is thinking about, uh, running ads and, and you want to go ahead and take that step that, um, you know, for seven bucks a month, I mean, you know, I don't think you can get much better than that in a deal to be able to get access to, to the the work that you do. And I mean, you know, maybe we can kind of end there is, uh, tell a little bit about, you know, I know you got seven hour a month, um, or ads for $7 and then you have your lean on Laurel, but, um, you know, how can people connect with you? How can people maybe just give a recap on how people can work with you as well? Yeah, absolutely. Go to adcoachingfor7.com. Um, it's adcoachingfor7.com. Um, um, 
it actually comes with weekly Q&A and two Zoom coaching calls a month. So even for $7 a month, I'm still, like I said, I oh. built a high ticket program for $7 a month. Like, and so don't think that it's just like access to my material. If you just want access to my material, don't even pay the $7 a month. Just go to my YouTube channel. It's just go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. The way that I run my business is access to me, you know, for $7 mm-hmm. a month, you could have access to me twice a month and, you know, once a week for weekly Q&A. Um, Lean on Laurel, you get daily access and obviously, you know, more partnership, you know, type, but I always recommend everyone start with my $7 program. Or if you if are, if you're skeptical, just go to my YouTube channel, honestly, like it's, mm. you're, you're going to see that I, I don't fall short with content. I don't, I don't believe in selling information. Mm-hmm. Mm. I give, I give all of my stuff away for free because it's just all there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, you know, do leverage my time to help people. That's what my $7 program is all about. Awesome. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get that linked up in the show notes. And uh, so anybody that wants to connect with Laurel, you know, you got the YouTube channel, you got the membership, um, check out, uh, check out all the stuff that you're doing. It's, it's just amazing. And I've been to the YouTube channel, a lot of good content there. Um, it is definitely, uh, and it's free. So there's no excuse if you want to get started with this. Um, with that said, we'll go ahead and wrap up, sign off. Uh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast and, and, talking about ads and marketing and ways to do things wrong. <laughs> and, um, you know, you don't, don't say it's wrong. It's like every, everyone who's doing something is, is working towards something, but um, there's definitely a, an easier and less right. way to do it. Yeah. No, I was just making a joke for, for, for any of the internet marketers who push the high ticket sales. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, all right, cool. Well, we'll wrap up. Thanks so much. And um, we'll catch everybody on the next one. And always remember to stay wolfish. Ooh.